We've got a special guest this week on Access Louisville. Brad Estes from Lou City FC is joining us for our panel. Bet you're going to get a kick out of it. Stick around. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Brooke Timmons. Howdy. Brad Estes. Hey, y'all. And Marty Finley. How's it going? Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on this city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. Okay, so... Brad, usually I start the show with like an icebreaker type question. Um, this time I'm going to relate it to you guys since we, you know, Louisville City FC is getting ready to open its new stadium in Butchertown. This is something we've talked about a lot on this show and we pl covered plenty on LouisvilleBusinessFirst.com. So my question to you guys is, what is your favorite stadium or arena and why? And Brad, you can't say your own. Uh, you can be, it doesn't have to be a soccer stadium. It can be, uh, you know, any stadium anywhere. doesn't even have to be local, just your favorite. And I'm going to start with Marty. I'm probably going to say Lambeau Field in uh, Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, just for the, uh, it's an iconic facility, but right. also my in-laws live in Wisconsin, so I can earn some Have you been a lot? Thing. I've been there a couple of times, just, you know, mostly just driven by it. But, uh, my yeah. wife's been there uh, several times and. My family go to games, or right. my in-laws go to games all the time. Yeah, so. and you're scoring some points with your in-laws so right now. So I'm trying to score some points. Yeah, today. nice, nice. How about you, Brad? You know, I'd, I'd have to say Leicester City uh, over in England. My family and I took a trip over there last year around the holidays, and we saw a game at Leicester. It was just an unbelievable atmosphere. The The European football was, yeah, it was unreal. Yeah, they get pretty wild over there, I've, it, I've read. It's like, but it's like <laughs> a controlled chaos. Yeah. It's like, so they, they were wild, but it was, but it was also super professional. So yeah. it was, it was, but it was, it was really cool to see, and the stadium was awesome. Nice. Uh, Brooke, how about you? So mine isn't a professional sports team. It's uh, college, but I would have to say Kroger Field, a.k.a. Commonwealth Stadium. Um, I know, no, I know. I, know. <laughs> I, I just have a lot of like childhood memories there, like, you know, hoofing it up the stairs uh, with my dad and, and my family seeing games yeah. there. So. Yeah, makes sense. I'm going to say uh, Fenway Park in Boston. Oh, I've been there. That's good. Yeah, um, it's, it's definitely uh, not the nicest stadium in baseball. It's very old. It's like 100-something years old. Um, but uh, it's got so much history. I just uh, I love the character that it has. I love the stadium district around it. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, that's – pick that question because we're talking sports today with Brad. And, uh, you know, the stadium's going to be uh, a big thing for you guys. So I'm, I bet you're doing a lot – you're making the rounds a lot to media and kind of talking up that, uh, that, you know, big opening day that you guys are planning. So – um, so I switch gears there and I'll go into just kind of talking about your career and how you got into this job. So what did you do before this? What, how did you come to, uh, lead the, uh, Louisville city FC? I, I've done a lot of things. Actually, I, I grew up as in the finance world. I was mm -hmm. in public accounting and, and was a chief financial officer for a couple of businesses. Huh. Then I made the switch into operations and ended up working for John Neese, um, running his, uh, his business Neese Ventures, which was really mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. kind of the aggregating company of all the, of all the businesses that he owned. Right. Um, and so I was working for him. Um, he, he was an investor in the club mm -hmm. and as his investment grew, 
Um, and at the same time, the club was growing and had a need for a more of a business-minded person. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he offered me an opportunity to sit with our board and see if it would make sense, and um, it did. What did you think when he, when he offered that? Um, I was really excited. Yeah. Sports. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, this is a community thing for me. And yeah. so I was, I was super excited about it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, did you have a, were you a big fan of soccer before or did you kind of grew on you after a while? Absolutely not. I, I was, I'll be honest. I was not aware that there was a team at oh, the time. Oh, really? Totally, totally candid. And I say that because there's a lot of people out there that they don't understand soccer. They don't know if they like it or not. And it's like, I didn't either. And here I am. Yeah. So just just go to a game and you'll really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel that way too. Uh, I wasn't a huge soccer fan, but now that it's become like the, you know, part of town, I'm kind of getting into it. It is. It's, I mean, you go to the the games and they're just electric. Like the fan base is just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Marty's joke is soccer fans get a, what what is it? I wish I liked anything or loved anything as much as soccer fans love soccer. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. Yeah, <laughs> find someone that loves you as much as soccer fans love soccer. Okay, yeah, that's good life advice there. Uh, what's your favorite part of the job? Doing the podcast? Or? Yeah, it's mainly <laughs> the, the business-oriented podcast. So, yeah. you know, but no, um, it's no, really the, the perk. Yeah, right. So this is it. I mean, this is my Super Bowl. So um, no, I, the, the, my favorite part of the job is the impact that we're we're having on the community. Yeah. Um, you know, we we announced a, uh, a an academy team, our first academy team the other day, and I'm just I'm thinking about this because I was on social media tweeting about it, and to think where we came from, which was yeah. a, a fledgling team that you're not sure if it's going to make it or not in a town you're not sure if it's going to support it or not Mm -hmm. Um, you're not sure how the performance on the field is going to be the fan support and to see where we came from and I get no credit for that right (laughs) I wasn't involved at the very beginning Um, but to see where it's come from and where it is now and the fact that we have multiple teams we have two professional teams now with with the women's team that comes next year which will be unbelievable yeah Um, and we have our youth program starting and we have our stadium and it's it's just unbelievable the impact that the that that this club has had on the city yeah and uh just get the timeline right marty you can chime in here the the team started when and when did you become president the team start was founded in 2014 the first games were played in 2015 okay and i i was involved starting off as a consultant in 2016 came on full-time in early 2017 okay so uh so you've been there at the helm for a couple of years now and and that was like like you said a couple years after the team got started so uh, so let's see, I guess, what's your, uh, favorite feature of the new stadium? That's a great question. I would say that my favorite part of the stadium is not any one feature. It's the collection of features, which mm-hmm. is that there's something there for everyone. Yeah. So if you want to stand and beat drums and cheer on your team, you can do it. Yeah. If you want to bring your kids and hang out at the playground, you can do that. Yeah. If you, uh, want a more premium, uh, way of, to watch the game, you could, there, there are suites and, and club seats. Um, and then there's just the, the regular seats for the average Joe. Sure. So, uh, you know, there's there's plenty of bars everywhere. You, you, you can always be a few steps away from a drink. And there's also, um, you know, <laughs> when I, every time I say that, I feel like I have to say, and we also have a very big Uber and Lyft drop-off <laughs> area outside yeah. the stadium. And yeah. we hope everyone enjoys their time responsibly. Uh, but I, I guess to answer the question, I would say that my favorite part of the stadium is that there's something there for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And, Marty, you've gone there a couple of times, too. I mean, is there a feature that you're super excited about? Or? I really the, the uh, supporter zone that you referenced with the uh, where the drum line's going to be and the supporters, I think that's a really cool element. I understand that's more of a European-style model. That's what uh, Howie was telling me. But that's probably the thing that sticks out to me. Of course, the bars are really cool. The one with the yeah. uh, under the, the big jumbotron is going to be, I think, a 
one of the happening spots in the in the stadium that the largest outdoor bar in the state of Kentucky. Is that right? I think that's so. A, uh, yeah, let's go, yeah. let's go with that. Let's go with that. Who's this isn't recorded, this? is it? This isn't going to go <laughs> No, that's no, just okay. us talk. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, Business First publisher Lisa Benson has purchased our uh, season tickets yet, but I will follow up with her on that and see if it, see how that's going. But uh, Are season tickets sold out at this point? They're not sold out. But Asking if you, for a friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if you want a chair back, though, they're, they're getting pretty close. I think yeah. there's about 1,000 left. Yeah. Um, so th- there are still some standing room tickets available on top of that, but tickets are, are selling well. Yeah. And what's the overall? capacity so that's that's an interesting question too so <laughs> in in the in the u in the horseshoe there's eleven thousand seven hundred seats mm-hmm. in standing positions and then you have from a standing room only perspective in the open end there's another two thousand and then the capacity around the bar um, because we'll sell those as well gets you to fifteen thousand three hundred and four mm-hmm. per f- the fire marshal <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah all right and uh let's talk a little bit like it's been kind of like yeah, obviously the stadium is a bright spot this year, but you guys have had a little turbulence as well. I want to ask you about the logo redesign. Um, that seemed to go over like a lead balloon when you guys rolled that out <laughs> earlier this year. Um, so I guess uh, what's what's the latest on that, and where are you at with that process? Yeah, so we hired a, a world-class designer, and, and I feel very comfortable in calling him world-class. He specializes in, in this type of thing. Um, and we're going through a process right now, seeking feedback, doing focus groups. Uh, we'll have something, I think, for the women's team in probably the May time frame that okay. we will want to release. And, and on the men's side, we'll, we'll wait probably till the end of the season to release it. Um, you know, lead balloon is probably the politest way to <laughs> put it. Um, it, it. We just we, we shortchanged the process, and yeah. and and we should have known better. I knew better. Just you know, trying to get too many things done mm-hmm. at, at, at once, and and we didn't we didn't handle it properly. So I, I hope what we found though is that we've we've achieved a net positive with our fans yeah. and, and the city because we did make a mistake. We 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 pulled it back, and hopefully we'll have something even yeah. better. And just to uh, just to fill people in in case they're not familiar with it, you guys roll. When did you guys roll that new logo out? December, yeah, yeah mid December. Mid December, yeah. yeah. a couple weeks before Christmas. I, think. I remember yeah. being out of town. I was in Florida, and I felt it from there. And uh, <laughs> yeah, like it, it hit the store that day, the team store at Fourth Street Live, and. I think it was a few days later you guys decided, uh, after after a lot of feedback from the public, you guys decided to pull it back, right? It's just a couple yeah. of days. Yeah, it was on the Monday, and, and the reaction at the store was good, actually. Um, and then, but the social media reaction was, yeah. was not good. Mm-hmm. Um, Let me get this straight. Somebody's being mean on social media? <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> yes. So maybe even some folks that said, oh, I love it. When they're at the store, they get on social I media. I did, actually. Yeah. Like, I felt sorry for Noah Anderson. So I was like, oh, yeah, I think it's all right. Um, uh, you know, I didn't think it was that bad. Um, I liked the gold. I hated to see it go. But, uh, but it's a I challenge. Did, overall, yeah. didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't hate it as much as a lot of people seem to on social media. Uh, Brooke, Brooke's a designer, so I'm going to ask her what she thought of the uh, the logo. I didn't love it. Yeah, it's okay. You can rip it um. apart. We're, we're past it now. We've gone through the five stages of grief, and so uh, we're, we're, we're not, at the acceptance phase. I did not phase. openly shame it on social media, though. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, uh, I, I didn't love it, but I saw some aspects of it that I thought were really great and a really great starting point. Um, so... Yeah, but I, and I, I, I missed the gold. I, I was really, one of the I, people that locked it. So. Uh, yeah, I didn't, and I, I love the color scheme. Like really I missed the, the gold, but so. I, I didn't overall hate it. 
Is the gold going to stick around, or are you? The just gold will not stick around. It just it creates so many problems from a merchandise perspective. Okay. It's is it mustard color like Dwight Schrute's shirt, or is it <laughs> is it brown? Is it shiny gold like Notre Dame? Is it mm-hmm. Michigan yellow? It's just mm-hmm. it's 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 such a challenge. We had way too many variations. Yeah, um, I can see that. I can see just, that being an issue. Yeah, we just decided that it didn't make sense. But yeah. to Brad's point, I, once they announced it, I noticed that quickly the feedback from social media was they were thanking you guys for. You know, listening to their voice and, and letting them have a, a say yeah, in the process. So I think that things, you know, changed cool quickly. Down. We're like so. we're, we're like opening up an old wound for no reason. <laughs> I feel feel bad about that. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I did want to kind of get you, get an update on where it was at, and I guess um, you know, I get what did you guys learn from that? You know, was it uh, just that? You know, kind of have the public inclusion on the process. Uh, yes, but at a higher level, it's trust your instincts, mm-hmm. and and you know, th- through the process. Um, if I'm, I, you kind of go back and you think, how was I feeling through the process? And you're thinking, we should probably have fan focus groups. We had some focus groups, but not specifically with mm-hmm. our fans. And and you just have to trust your instincts about your business. And mm-hmm. and you know, we we we've done a lot of good things to to build great relationships with our supporters. And 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 one thing, one decision can change. One bad decision, I guess, can change a hundred good decisions. Yeah. And so. You just have to trust your instincts and, and take the right time, uh, specifically when it's about something that's so, um, so loved. Yeah, I mean, it's a I, very important. I guess it's a good thing that there are so many people that are so passionate about it that mm-hmm. they cared, <laughs> and yeah, not you know true. that it just kind of was yeah. like okay, sure, whatever. You yeah, know, I mean that's the other thing too. If no, if if we released a logo and no one commented either way, it would be kind of like, <laughs> be does anybody even really yeah. know? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. I switch gears a little bit here. Let's just talk about the overall pro sports scene here in Louisville. Um, you know, we've talked about it here. We talk about. Uh, I'm a big advocate of NBA to Louisville. Uh, I think it it should happen. Marty doesn't necessarily advocate it, but you know, it's something that you covered very mm-hmm. closely. Um, you know, how do you feel about it? I mean, is, is more pro, pro sports, is that good or bad for, for Lou City FC? Oh, I think it's great for Lou City. I think the more pro sports, it's kind of like the rising tide that lifts all boats. But um, I think it would also be selfish for me to be thinking about it in terms of Lou City. I think it's more about our community right. and what's best for our community. And, um, you know, having having an NBA team here would be incredible. And, mm-hmm. and I would I would be first one in line to buy season tickets. Yeah. And um, then I would find out the prices and I probably wouldn't be able to do it. But I would try. <laughs> I would share yeah. them with someone. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely look up the price. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I guess, uh, um, you know, another thing on the pro sports front, uh, you know, how's the MLS – ambitions for you guys is that something that you uh, i know we ask mike Mountjoy about it all the time and he dodges that question but yeah i mean uh, <laughs> I, I won't dodge it i'll answer it straight up i mean we don't even think about it right now yeah like our, our whole thing from the beginning has been create a sustainable soccer organization yeah and so to, to do that at first you have to create a successful product on the field because mm-hmm. if you don't do that you're not going to get the fan support mm-hmm. without the fan support you're not going to get the city support to help you build a stadium and so our city um, came in and, and bought this land that we're leasing from the city. Uh, I do feel because this is a business podcast mm-hmm. that I have to reiterate that the, the city did not build us a stadium. Everything that you yeah. see has been privately right, financed. Right, privately our, financed. Our, our owners mm-hmm. are are on on the line for everything. Um, and there's uh, a misconception around that too. Absolutely. I've heard people say the city shouldn't waste its money on a soccer stadium. Yeah, well, they're they, not actually. Correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the city should not spend this money on a soccer stadium. It's like well, I agree, <laughs> and as a taxpayer, I agree, which is why they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
uh, I'm sorry, I lost the, the question. Well, you were you were talking about uh, we were talking MLS. You said oh, MLS. Your goal sorry. right now yeah. is to build a sustainable. Yeah. So 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 the last part of that is getting the stadium built because the, if we didn't have the stadium, we wouldn't have a soccer club. We just right. we wouldn't because our owners aren't going to continue to fund losses. You know, they knew that they had to do that up front to get get us to this point. But mm-hmm. no one's going to stand up and continue to put money into a business that has no potential for return on investment. And uh, so the stadium was a key piece. So after we get the stadium open and we're, we're playing in the stadium where we've sustained ourselves, so to speak, mm-hmm. if, if that opportunity presents itself, we will we will talk about it. But uh, it's it's not it's not dodging. It's not anything to say that we just it's not on our radar right now. Yeah, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. not a part of. Uh, our Maybe I was discussion. too strong when I yeah, said no, 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 I get dodges it. I the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and, and, and would that stadium like would that support an MLS team? Yeah. Or did, would it need to be upgraded? Or well, I think it would need to be increased. The size would need to be increased, and mm-hmm. so all of the infrastructure in that stadium, from the pilings that are in the ground to the steel, can support another layer. So you can take the roof off and put another layer. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. you guys were probably okay. thinking long term. Yeah, on that yeah. Thing. So you may say, okay, so it must be on your radar a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we we had the forethought to build it with scalability in mind, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, we don't know where soccer is going to go in this country. It may, we may be drawing thirty thousand. You know, in twenty years, you might have thirty thousand people coming to a USL game. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we built it so it could be scalable. You can close in the open end mm-hmm. and get it to about eighteen thousand, which is just yeah. as bigger, bigger than some of the MLS stadiums. Um, but I think if if you were to ask the MLS leadership right now, they would probably tell you we'd rather have a, a fifteen thousand seat stadium packed than a forty five thousand seat stadium with fifteen thousand in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, true. Um, and you know, I know in, in Europe they have a model where teams kind of go up and down from different leagues. You know, is that it, it, would that ever work in the states, or is that too far off to? I think it could, and yeah. I think our, our, our I love that model. I think that's awesome. It's incredible. I mean, there's nothing. They call it promotion and relegation, mm-hmm. so you can yeah. get promoted to the next league, or you can get relegated to the league below you. And there's nothing that's more intense than watching what they refer to as a relegation battle. Yeah. So you get two teams that are at the end, and they're and they're like, there's only two or three games left, and if you win, then you're probably going to beat your, you know, the, the other team in terms of staying in the league. And it's it, the emotion and the passion is incredible. There's like yeah. actually something on the line <laughs> for yeah. the team. Millions and millions of pounds in England or right. wherever you are. Nope. They, they, I'm watching currently um, the Le- actually I finished it. The, there's a documentary on Leeds United which is a historical club in, uh, in in the UK, and they're currently in the second division. The championship is what they refer to it as. And they're, and they're fighting to get promoted to the Premier League. And if they do it, it's literally worth 170 million pounds. Yeah, wow. that's amazing. I wonder, like, I, I, I once heard Mike Mountjoy uh, references, and just for, for people who don't know, Mike Mountjoy is an accountant with the firm uh, Mountjoy Children Medley. Or actually, I guess it's MCM. just called MCM yeah. CPAs now. Um, and uh, he's one of the... Uh, I guess is he a minor, um, majority or just one of the shareholders? Principal of yeah, sorts. he's one of our yeah. He 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 is the the principal owner of Skyball Eleven, which is a group of investors that okay. invest in Louisville City FC. Gotcha. He's one of our board members. Yeah. So I'd heard him talk about it, and uh, you know, it, it was at an event one time when he was kind of doing Q and A with the audience, and I think he once said that there's so much money on the line that it would be hard for uh, I guess soccer team owners to take the risk of relegation and promotion. Uh, so maybe that's one thing that might hold. I think that there's th- there, there's ways to figure that out though. I mean, in in, in the Premier League, they, they have what they call parachute payments. So if you get relegated, you do get a parachute payment mm-hmm. to sustain you. Um, there's also the the TV rights have to be in a different position mm-hmm. so that so that, that you too, can yeah. you can share in, in TV revenues up and down. I think that there's a way to make the math work. It's just currently USL is second division and third division, by the way. We have a league 
immediately below our league that's the third division mls is the first division and it's but it's not common ownership and so it's getting two organizations to think about it mm-hmm. um, collectively mm-hmm. and it's 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 i don't think it's on mls's radar at this point but it's certainly being discussed in our organization that the promotion and relegation could exist just within USL from second to third division. Oh, now, okay. Which oh, okay. They talked about that actually at halftime. Make, make things exciting. At yeah. Half-time, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Halftime of the USL Cup final on ESPN, which we hosted at Lynn Stadium at UofL, um, our league president spoke about that in an interview. So oh, it's, it's, it's out there. It's public, and they're, they're considering it. All right. Awesome. Well, um, I'm going to wrap up there unless anybody else has any soccer questions they want to ask Brad. I'm going to move us on to another topic. Either you guys. I don't. I'm just excited for the stadium to open. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too. Really <laughs> looking forward to it. Um, what's the, I guess, what's the opening date on that now? So our first USL game will be on April 11th, and that'll be our big grand opening kickoff. Mm-hmm. We also are hosting a U.S. Open Cup game a few days before that, which kind of seems odd. But we, we, you apply to host these games, and when they come out with the schedule, it's actually before our big kickoff event. Gotcha. But it's, it's important for everybody to know we are going to be hosting that game, but our, our main kickoff event is on Saturday, April 11th, mm-hmm. when we play Birmingham. It'll, it will be on ESPN2, mm-hmm. so it'll be a massive, massive day so for exciting. us. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, had, I had family in out of town um, over the holidays, and I would, like, drive them down 71, and this is the new soccer stadium. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I pass it every day on uh, 64 most days, and, uh, you know, see the scoreboard lit up over there. It looks great. It's. Yeah. I, I almost ran off the road today because <laughs> for the first time, that, at least uh, since I've been around, you have to hit it at the right time because they're testing all these systems at the stadium. They had all the lights on at the stadium for the first time that oh, I had wow. seen. Oh, my goodness. And so I, I peeled back and, and took a left on River Road and came back <laughs> down. I'll show you guys the picture that I took, but um, it, it is really, it, it's incredible. Yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can imagine. So um, I saw you guys had a tribute to Kobe up there too. Oh yeah, I saw we, that. Did. So. we did. We did. That was, that was uh, nice. It, it was, um, yeah, I'm trying to get this picture up here, but they can't see the picture on the podcast <laughs> anyway. So I mean, I'll do that after the fact. Yeah. yeah. The, the Kobe Theater thing. of the mind. Yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Our graphic designer put together that, that, that thing for Kobe, and um, we were glad that we were able yeah, to put it up there. That's a nice mm-hmm. tribute. Yeah, my six-year-old, she can't wait. She's just asked me this week if we're getting tickets. So <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, we'll get some tickets. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, like I said, season tickets. Uh, Lisa, if you listen to the show. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm going to switch gears. We're going to talk about one other topic, and, and Brad's going to stick around. I appreciate that. Just a little restaurant and retail news. We try and cover just a, a lot of different things on here. and. You know, if people, um, you know, don't see it on business first, maybe they hear it here. Uh, So we've had a couple of big restaurant and retail stories on our website in the last few days. We reported late last week that eyeglass retailer Warby Parker is coming to Oxmoor Center. Also, uh, probably a bigger scoop, uh, we broke the news that Goodfellas Pizza out of Lexington is finally opening a location in Louisville. Uh, they, if you remember the controversy last year, they were going to open at the former Bader's uh, location at Baxter and Broadway. There was some um, y- property usage um, things going on there, so they decided uh, to pull out of that project. And uh, I think a lot of people expected that they would not come, not come looking around Louisville again. Well, th- that's not true. They're going to the Baxter, which is right across the street from there, in a new um, mixed-use apartment retail complex. 
uh, right there at Baxter and, and Broadway. So which is the bigger news, uh, Warby Parker or Goodfellas Pizza? Warby Parker. <laughs> you think so? Uh, maybe. I, I guess it depends on if you wear glasses or not. So one, I just <laughs> disclaimer, I that's the only glasses I wear, Warby oh, okay. Parker. But um, to me, I think it's bigger news because it's it's a national retailer kind of making its entrance into the Louisville market. Um, I think good. I'm ex- equally, not equally, but I'm also excited about Goodfellas. I've heard great things about it. Me too. But I think and to finally have a pizza place in the Highlands is going <laughs> to be just amazing. <laughs> but I think that just having this uh, national retailer into the market is is huge news for us. Yeah. Uh, I feel duty bound at this point to say that at Loose City we love Vision Works. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. Well done. Wow, what a what a show to have you on. Where I mentioned Warby Parker, but uh, generally speaking, I would choose pizza over glasses. <laughs> just me. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I'm more excited I, about Goodfellas Pizza. I just want to try to forget about it, which is one of the one pizza they just throw everything in the kitchen on it. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of good places. Like if you know someone from Lexington, they will. They will not shut up about this restaurant. Yeah, I, I, that's <laughs> certain. Yeah, I also not like that to it's point annoying out, at all. These are two <laughs> brands that Lexington has had that we are just not getting. Yeah. Um, Lexington's yeah. had a Warby Parker and the Goodfellas. Good I think is an Indy and in Cincinnati as well. So how uh, are they doing on soccer? Do they got soccer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they have TVs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, what's a, re- a restaurant or retailer we don't have in Louisville that you want to see? I'm going to start with Marty on this one. What kind of good restaurant. I think I've answered this question before, but I love the place so much. And we'll say it again. It's uh, Gus's Fried Chicken out of Memphis. That's really, good really good. Is it a chain or is it just one There's spot? like three locations, but I think they're all in either Memphis or Mississippi. Oh, okay. So it's kind of that southern deep fried chicken. Uh, but my wife's been, and I went there several years ago, and we still talk about it to this day. Yeah. So. Yeah, good stuff. So. Brad, you got an answer on this one? I, I've been racking my brain just as we've been sitting here. I can't think of, of anything that we don't have here. I think part of the beauty for me in, in Louisville is such we have such a great culture of of local yeah and, a lot and of so good local places you know so. I, I like to support those but um any of the any of the big steakhouses would be cool i, I love a good steak so yeah. capital grill or something like that maybe yeah yeah how about you brooke hold on let me, i know you've let me whip out my list um <laughs> how about i pick a restaurant and a retailer from the top um pick two <laughs> i think a restaurant would be portillo's uh if you guys haven't had portillo's it's portillo's. a brand out of chicago mm-hmm. it's fantastic um so i've had that um on the the restaurant list and then i think crate and barrel on the retailer list or cb2 i'm not picky just you know something something like that i do all my shopping online so i'm just gonna dodge this question (laughs) i want a blockbuster to make a comeback blockbuster (laughs) now you're talking Wow. You know, there's still a few blockbusters like in Alaska. I guess they don't uh, have. Yeah, that sounds right. I think there's a family stuff. video still kicking around in southern Indiana. Yeah, I too. went to my hometown from Bardstown, and there's a video store. Yeah. I was like talking to my nephew, and uh, we were watching a movie, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've been wanting to see this. He goes, yeah, I waited until uh, the store opened today. And I'm like, wait, you went to a store <laughs> to, r- to rent a movie? I haven't <laughs> used an actual DVD or Blu ray player in years. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's. Uh, Definitely the culture's changed around that. But um, I'm going to wrap up the show there. Uh, we'll go around the room here, and uh, you guys can share your social media handles. 
Um, Brad, are you on social anywhere? I, I am. I'm on Twitter. Um, I don't know my handle, though. Let me look that uh, up. You look that up. I'm going to switch to Marty real quick. Yeah, I'm uh, at BF Marty on Twitter. So I'll be tweeting about the stadium, I'm sure, here more in the future. Yeah, definitely. Especially as we get closer to the opening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I also tweet about real estate and some other things, yeah. random sports. And yeah, Marty's our sports business reporter, so he so. covers the soccer team a lot. What what else do you do? And I'm also a lot of U L stuff. And yeah. And then a lot of just a lot of real estate deals in town. Yeah. So um gotcha. but yeah, I'm on there and I'm also on LinkedIn. So if you wanna I'm the more professional I guess me on LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you find the, the Twitter I handle? did. It's funny. You're probably thinking, how do you not know your handle? <laughs> no, it's but okay. I, somebody tagged me in a, in a tweet the other day, but it was the wrong me. There's some guy <laughs> in California that's like, hey, leave me alone. And so I was, do I have the underscore or not? So I do. It's at, it's at Brad underscore Estes on Twitter. There you go. And uh, you can find me on Twitter as well. That's BF Lou David. I'm also on Instagram at DMan3001. And Brooke... So I just recently updated my Twitter handle. I switched from uh, at BFLU designer to at BFLU Brooke. David was like, just put your name in it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean I'm going to use it more, guys. It just means it's changed. <laughs> um, uh, and then you can find me on Instagram at, at, at btimmons26. Uh, so, yeah, and that's where I'm a little bit more active is on Instagram. All right. Well, if you like what you hear, you can consider subscribing to us on popular podcast services, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public. And uh, that's it for this week's show. Thank you very much, Brooke, Brad, and Marty. Thank you guys for listening at home. Till next time.